0: Hello, good evening, and welcome to Intentional Now Podcast. (laughs) I'm back. As promised, we're picking up from last week's episode, A Wing and a Prayer, and this is part two. So before we start our final descent of our Christmas week, a double treat for you, right? (laughs) So last week I talked about I tried to figure out how I could split this chapter to share with you, and it happened that the clock ticked past the healthy 45 minutes to our story containing amazing miracles, and we had to leave it at the end. So it's Sunday evening, and are you going to believe me? Yes, you will. Actually, I just finished the last hour recording it, and I pushed an unbecoming button, and the whole recording disappeared. Yeah, and I looked at all the fun places that it could disappear to. Um, So much for having all these things up on your computer screen. So, grace, I ask for more grace. That is just the reality of being a podcaster. You run into computer glitches. Even if you're pretty much a computer guru yourself, (laughs) we run into issues. So I'm going to try again. And it will be good. So how about that I pray for you and pray for me right at the onset here of me sharing today. Okay? (laughs) Father God, I ask for your help. Um... At even making it better, and that your anointing would just be strengthened because I'm not going anywhere until I have what I promised that I would come back and I would finish the chapter and finish the story, and that you would be glorified. Glorified. So I stick my teeth in with tenacity and I ask for your help. Yay, in Jesus' name. Well, this is an engaging workshop discussion, wouldn't you say? And I just walked through some change and some purpose. And I had to redefine what I said yes to, right? (laughs) To do it again. And ask myself a question and how. How to the questions, right? Did I introduce myself? (laughs) Hello. Hello. I'm breathing in and breathing out, Mm -hmm. getting over myself, of making an error. (laughs) I'm Kristen Wambach. I'm a spiritual entrepreneur. And we are picking up from last week's episode. So if you haven't listened yet, that is where I'm going to send you directly. Okay, I'm going to send you to, let me check my number here, number 34, because this is number 35 in the making. Yes, again. Yay. So our takeaways from these two episodes is an ascension into the crown room or the treasury room, which is about you. And I'm going to say that again. It's about you. So when I described to you last week and then this week my encounter in the crown room, the treasury room, the watchmaker's room, I describe it and it's like it opens the door and I welcome you in and my encounter is a doorway and an access for you to discover yours. Mm Mm-hmm. And that is what I'm inviting you here today to discover and to walk with Jesus because you're seated in heavenly places, right? And we step through the veil and Jesus becomes the door because he is the door, a door, and he holds it open for us, right? Yay. And I want to invite you as a free gift for patrons who subscribe. Patron is a subscription app that I invite you to. And there I have attached the notes for the podcast episode. And also a special treat, a Sweetheart Wings card. It's an instant download and you will understand the connection as we complete today's story it's a patriotic story that shook the heavens and the earth full of encouragement full of tenacity because here i am (laughs) here you are Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm just listening sometimes you just have to listen discern discern the environment discern the atmosphere i encourage you to discern the environment and discern 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 the atmosphere minimize your distractions and let me take you there heaven is very much alive. your spirit knows exactly how to Encounter the spiritual realm. Mm -hmm. That was a good word right there. (laughs) So take notes if that helps you. Or I have another suggestion. Instead of taking notes the first time through, why don't you listen once, then go back and take notes. Uh Uh-huh. The second time around. That way you can just set your spirit in a place of rest, relaxation, And just go with Holy Spirit and follow Jesus. And then you can take notes. Because I guarantee you're going to have some things to write down. (laughs) Oh, my, 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 my. (laughs) Okay, so are we ready? Kristen, that's a good question for me, right? Kristen, are you ready again? (laughs) what movie did it say i was born ready i don't remember you can put it in the comments right i was born ready i'm ready so those of you who have your books handy the unfinished book you can purchase it at all your online retailers or you can purchase a signed copy from me at com yay i am on 100 page 156 at the very bottom yay and here we go and this is going to get better be better and we just open up the heavens and we ask lord i ask for still that extra extra grace aha i'm reminded I can hear you go, my goodness, she thinks fast. Yeah. um, It's like being in the spirit is like stepping into a room full of electricity. And there is so much power and creative thought available to you that you have to get used to it um, and and to perceive it. I remember a story from years ago. Um, it was there. Um, Smith Wigglesworth, when he used to pray, he invited people to pray. He used to go into a church and he'd pray and he'd be interceding, and that the glory would become so thick and That people literally on their hands and knees used to have to crawl out of the sanctuary while he was praying. That's the closest representation I have. So when you get into that environment of the spirit and your brain clicks in, sometimes it runs ahead and then your understanding catches up. That's a good teaching right there. (laughs) So we have the ability to stand in the glory of God. But sometimes we have to learn and we have to practice and have to teach ourselves to stand in his glory, which he shares with us. Yay. (laughs) All right. I better look at her. I'm just going to get my soapbox out, right? (laughs) It's good. I am going to share with you the rest of the story. Let me cue it up here. So last week I shared with you that my younger brother had invited me to attend a World War II reenactment. And that was a fly-in as well. And there was a P-51 Mustang and a P-38 Lightning that was present there. And I share with you my encounter, my encounter with the angel on that airplane. And that I actually got invited to get up in the cockpit of this phenomenal plane, which has some family history on the married side of my family, and also about that miraculous encounter with John, the senior man, who his father was a P-38 pilot. It was an action-packed day. You need to go and listen to the last episode. And now that I've queued up your thought in many memory, put your headphones on, put your feet up, get a grab, a fresh cup of coffee or a glass of wine and come with me in the power of the Holy Spirit. Just let your spirit take you as we ascend into heaven, into this alive place I call the Watchmaker's Room. It appears That we have flown many miles from the beginning of the chapter. Words written or spoken without relationship often miss the mark. I'm going to say that again. Words written or spoken without relationship often miss the mark what do i mean and i'm going to jump in and out because i get a little bit tea tree right so if a person tries to express a relationship that they don't have then how the person communicates or write, writes or speaks they miss the mark because they don't really know the person so you're learning to know me in our journey together of podcaster and listening and you you're reading my book and so you're learning about me and you see who I am as a person and the and the greater portion that you discover my resources and who I am that you begin to know from what perspective my words written or my words spoken where they come from and you'd start to recognize oh absolutely i i know you kristen i know where you're going on this right so but you couldn't take my word for it if you didn't have a relationship with me so words written or spoken without relationship often miss the mark so if a person has never met jesus christ in the spirit Yes, we can meet Jesus Christ here on the earth. We can meet Jesus Christ in our hearts and through scripture. Absolutely. I so did that age eight, right? But it took me 20 some odd years to actually meet him as a crowned king. Ascended on the throne next to the right hand of the father. And that is who I know today. And that is where I go. That's where I send to. I remain there. Crowned next to him. And so when I speak from a written or spoken place. This is what he's saying to me today. Now, I can honestly say that that might change tomorrow, because like an onion, revelation has skins and layers to it. But I ask questions and I keep pressing into his goodness and his loving kindness for me. And if I don't understand, I ask him to give me understanding. And sometimes the giving of the understanding is a journey. It's not handing me a piece of paper with words written on it and say, Kristen, understand. It's a journey of knowing relationship and character. Whew, I told you the soapbox snuck out this time. (laughs) Ah, That's too much fun. Words written or spoken without relationship often miss the mark. How I feel about myself. How you might feel about yourself often miss the mark of his planned glory. Ugh. How I feel about myself, how you might feel about yourself often miss the mark of his planned glory. What he has planned for us, I need to know him. So that I can hit the mark of the glory that he's planned for me. So you can hit the mark of the glory that he's planned for you and about you. So after my encounter at the World War II reenactment, that night with many questions, God, what were you doing? Um, What's going on in your heart, Lord? And why did you take me back in time to deal with past issues? I had a night encounter that was not fun. And I saw, and it was like opportunities were stolen. Mindsets altered the favor that God intended for my good. So, together, we're dealing with negative learned responses. Even in my night season, I struggled with getting in the backseat of life instead of co-laboring with Jesus and learning how to ride shotgun with him, or learning until he says, okay, your turn to drive. During my quiet time, I brought my night encounter and yesterday's P-38 happenings before him. Lord Can you expand and tell me about what you were doing yesterday? I'm learning to ask the Spirit of God, and where do you want my seeing or my perceptions today? Uh, It's like, where are we opening this up? And where shall these questions be taken in your heavenly realm? And where will your heart be worked out for me today? My eyes and my heart. They stepped into a place I call the Council of the Fathers. It looks like an enormous modern glass urban office building. The council, meaning people in the cloud of witnesses, the council gathers in an open lobby with enclosed sky bridges surrounding. I recognize two people sitting in the council. Bob Jones, and John Paul Jackson. I was standing in the center with my questions in my hands. The questions about what just happened yesterday and what about that bad encounter at the night. I had those questions in my hand, ready to say, Jesus, what are we going to do about this? So I see Jesus and he feels, meaning he looks Like a rabbi, like a teacher, dressed. And he had a pointing teacher stick in his hand. So guaranteed, Jesus is teaching that day and I'm not the only student. And I am the apparent student and we're doing a live demonstration. Jesus nods at me. He pensively, standing center of the council, is waiting to see. I'm waiting to see what my spirit will do. When we do, we watch our spirit. So I perceive a single half-sphere banister witness stand. And I step in. So that a vehicle of the Lord just appeared itself. I described it as a half-sphere banister witness stand. It's a vehicle. The witness stand feels like it goes up and down like a periscope. With me writing in it this particular witness stand or spherical light silo just a note i have had similar encounters with light structures from a stand or a spherical light in past encounters just a note often referred to as god's dna spherical structures silo-shaped, filled with strands of light comparable to like fiber optics. The light of my being transforming into the DNA of his likeness in him through communing and communion with him. It appears that I am a witness today in the DNA of his light. My questions are now received representing more than myself, but they are representing a generation. This periscope like a chair or a lift movement moves the council and me independently. I ascend and they descend. The proceedings mystically seem complete and all of a sudden I'm back to the governing floor. I step off the DNA elevator, and I move over towards Jesus, then directing my focus as if it is my turn to speak with a council. I am looking at the mandate or night encounter my notes in my hand. Something has transpired. I now witness a red line drawn through it and the word repentance noted on the side in red. I proceeded to read it aloud for the proceedings that already has a verdict. My memory and experience while on the witness stand, I repented, I broke soul ties and all unhealthy and unholy and all entanglements under the sun. Remember, nothing new happens under the sun Parentheses, new occurs over the sun in sonship. Well, my spirit split and it sees a couple of spiritual visual screens. I have explained these things to you before. Just a quick note is we are our father's children. He is omnipresent and can be in more than one places at one time. So that is definitely something that we can practice and mature in. So, imagine these spiritual visual screens like monitors, they drop into the room. Multiple lens views, heavenly monitors. So, imagine if there were three or more monitors and you can see what's going on in, on all those monitors. So, there's the council, there's Jesus, there's my night encounter, and all at the same time. I am reliving my night battle, and it is changing under the judgment from the courts of heaven. Forgiveness vehicle complete, justice is served, my clothing even changes, and I'm seated next to Jesus. His forgiveness is extended to myself and my generation. Why? Forgiveness was extended for the lack of perception of the gifts of God that he placed on people's lives. That is what the court case was about. That is what I went before the courts of heaven on behalf. And I will read that to you again. His forgiveness is extended to myself and my generation for the lack of perception of of the gifts of God that he placed on people's lives. As heaven's representative, I receive honor and favor. Jesus dealt with and returned my thinking anew. He returned to me a crown that had fallen from my young head. At that moment, my understanding came back into the council room, though I had never left. My heart actions were a witness and I saw a pile of crowns next to the mobile witness stand. Huh. Well, where'd they come from? I don't know. They were not there when I started this journey. So my spirit moved towards that royal and glorious mound. And I started picking up crowns and throwing them back into the light returning them to their rightful owners in my generation. Tears are streaming down my face as I partnered with justice. Hmm. Can you see the picture? So my encounter and my, re- um, my repentance, also became the repentance of my generation. And so a person comes in the courts of heaven and you stand as a representative and an intercessor. And by what the blood of Jesus did, he is the mediator. It brought back my crown and the crowns of my generation. That is what's happened here. That's why justice has been served. I have these notes written here. That is why I experienced the crown room, the Galleria, and everyone from the Council of the Fathers was watching. That is why God introduced me and took me into the watchmaker's room. And we spent so much time there so that I can learn about my crown and actually see and witness the makings of it. All the onlookers, they must have known the glories that were coming to witness crowns restored. What started with a spontaneous invitation to a World War II reenactment and a bad dream had drawn my heart and drawn a crowd. The sky bridges around me began to fill with the cloud of witnesses while I was standing as a witness. Heavenly family members came to see favor and honor return to family lines. So many crowns, their crowns. The balcony appeared and I could make out more and more people. My eyes seemed to gain clarity as an individual seemed a bit blurred, but highlighted to me. He had darker sandy brown hair. Then, ah, oh, a huge smile. <laughs> With joy, my spirit knew his identity. It was Harry Dowd, my husband's uncle, who had flown p thirty eight and he was watching from the cloud of witnesses. I had seen his picture hanging in our den for years. He was wearing a flight suit, and he took off his flight cap. People from the council were coming up and shaking my hand, saying, That course case was incredible. Good job. (laughs) I was learning elsewhere and focused on shaking Harry's hand auspiciously just the next day from my p38 happenings opening up to me can you believe it just the next day in the spirit i moved towards the sky bridge i heard harry saying thank you for the honor of naming your son justin in my memory when i went to talk to him i shook his hand and I hugged many past relatives from my family. Great aunts, uncles, grandpas and grandmas. Some I had not encountered in heaven before. You know, living from eternity on earth. God, you are absolutely stunning and brilliant. Dawn's mom, Mary, was standing next to her beloved brother. And we all hugged. She looked just like the Pip pictures from her youth years that i had (laughs) seen she's intelligent slim figured full of wit and beauty i noticed harry reaching into his shirt pocket of his flight suit and then with grinning gesture he handed me his pilot wings through most of this encounter my cheeks have been wet as king jesus unravels my heart heaven and earth have met with me inside the cockpit of that p38 lightning i asked the lord "Hmm, mantles were they given via marriage covenants he just smiled at me and said um duh (laughs) we totally do not fathom the realms of relationship and responsibility that he very much desires in our maturity, unless he shows us we agree and obey. It has taken years of fighting the good fight of faith and practicing in the spirit realm. He opened my eyes to practicing. In times like these, it is difficult not to feel a bit, um, a soulish scent of regret That it wouldn't serve me well. Just forget about it, Kristen. Humility that I'm finally following through. Following my scroll. Using the perceptions that Jesus gave me. It is worth a thousand lifetimes. (laughs) A thousand lifetimes. Hmm. I just want to make a quick side note here that in, for those of you who sign up for the Patreon subscription, I have included a free download of the Sweetheart pin. And you will see a picture of Uncle Harry and his flag framed there in a card that is there for you as a gift for supporting the podcast. Thank you. Back to our story. Now, there are a few questions and thoughts I want to place on the table of writing or to my listeners. Are you ready? Have you written down some yourself? So, it's kind of like we're going to put meat, potatoes, gravy, spinach, and then we're going to top it off with a glorious cake. Question. Because remember, what did the encounter do? It restored crowns, right? So if crowns are a reward, and you can read all through Revelations, and it clearly says that there are crowns that are given. If crowns are a reward, can they be lost or stolen? Who recovers them? Another thought. If we desire to cast our crown at his feet, how would one do that if a person had never received one or worn it? David was anointed king in a season of successions before he wore the crown. Hmm. In italics, There have been times in worship that I have cast and offered my crown to the Lord at his feet. Was I just being religious? Many times Jesus humbly handed it back and said, Kristen, you need this. Put it back on your head. Hmm. Now let's talk about some of the purposes and authority of crowns and maturity. Dominion in the spirit authority in the unseen realms that governs the seen realms the authentic nurturing relationship lordship kingship sonship ruling and reigning hmm. I love this years years ago in my my early growing jir- journeys I remember a fun quote when I was listening to the heartfelt ministry of Joyce Myers. Love her. She's so candid. Oh, it was so useful at that season in my life. She used to say, You can't have authority over the devil if you do not have authority over a sink full of dishes. <laughs> so true, right? So here we are, right? So I discovered the representation of the watchmaker, Kendrick, was actually God. My crown room, or our crown room, we call the watchmaker's room, we're on a journey of succession. I shared a very intimate encounter today with you. Justice was served, and many heaven dwellers witnessed the recovery of crowns. A question. Did I return yours? I invite you to an activation invitation. Let me read it through. Father, I stand in the counsel of your word, and I thank you, Jesus, for your blood representing me and my entire family line. I ask that you would speak to my heart, and if one of the crowns you returned was mine or my family, I receive my crown by faith, I remind myself that I'm seated in heavenly places with you. Open the eyes of my heart to perceive its glory, and I will make a note of its unique characteristics. Now, it's your turn. I'm going to say that again and invite you to step into it. And if that is you, then just talk with Jesus while I'm saying it. Father... I stand in the counsel of your word. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood representing me and my entire family line. Jesus, I ask that you would speak to my heart if one of the crowns returned that Kristen shared about was mine or my family's. I pick it up and I lay hold of it and I take it in my hands and I receive my crown by faith. I remind myself that I'm seated in heavenly places with you. I ask that you open the eyes of my heart to perceive its glory and I will make notes of it and its unique characteristics. So as we're sitting here in this wonderful place and we are being touched by Holy Spirit with our crowns recovered and our crowns on our head, I invite you to begin to perceive and sense what does it look like? And for you feelers out there, what does it feel like? And then you follow the feeling until it turns into a picture. Love feels like something. Is it silver? Is it gold? Is it special metallic material like titanium? Does it have jewels? Is it flowers? Is it wheat? Do your jewels, are they colorful? Gems, jewels, precious stones? Remember mine from the watchmaker's room? Not a speck of color in there, all white on white and cream on cream with bling and baubles and pearls and lace. I asked the Lord many years later, why, wh- why is there no color in my room? And if you were to look at my flocked Christmas tree today, you would see that it is decorated in neutrals and whites and silvers and muted tones. It's because who I am. Those are the things that I prefer And they're the same in heaven and on earth. So if you love flamboyant color, then I'd expect that your crown would be flamboyant and full of color. Mm -hmm. I invite you to write it down, what you're sensing and perceiving, and ask him more questions. While we continue to remain in this place of peace and rest and fullness and expression, I invite you to a deeper place, to a place of coaching, coaching for life 2022. I'm taking signups currently. <laughs> And what do I always say? Go ask Jesus. And if he says yes, then I'll look for your name in the sign up list. And yay, cuz we get to walk together, discover together, right? <sighs> this is good. Huh. And remember, this is the second time that I've done this, because my first recording went south somewhere (laughs) in cyberspace. Mm -hmm. But it's good. So as we journey through our Christmas season with one week left to Christmas, and yes, I'm going to do a Christmas episode. Mm Mm-hmm. And I do expect you to listen to it after your day. You put up your feet or your quiet time. <laughs> That's when I love to listen to my audible books or my podcast. Uh, after I've accomplished those things for the day, it's kind of like my downtime. It's like being with the girlfriends, right? Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening. Thank you for spending this time with me. Welcome to my international listeners, and welcome to my United States listeners. We are having a good time. We have just concluded Chapter 12, The Watchmaker's Broom. And I invite you to comment, ask me questions. I leave um, links in the description for you. Easy for you to find. I again, I welcome you as a subscriber to the patron to help partner with this podcast. Hmm. I will say Merry Christmas to you. It's good. Thank you so much. And I will talk with you. Real soon. Bye now.